Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. What's up? N- nothing much. I mean, I I was up till 3 a.m. editing last night. Oh my night. goodness. So the original plan was for the bonus episode to go out on the same day as the regular episode uh, this past week. And then I realized that seven hours of audio, basically, is a lot to edit in two evenings. <laughs> yeah, I don't think either of us expected it to be that long. No, and to be fair, we we record... I don't know when we... When did we start recording the bonus? Four? Oh, time. Do you remember? Four, my time, six, your time. Yeah, it was midnight when we finished, so... Yeah, yep. It was a it was a big old file, and yes, but thankfully we did. I did get it done, and yeah. Uh, hope folks who are like, I want more longer episodes. I'm like, here, here you go. <laughs> They'll never here be this go. long again. Five but we hours. are going to be getting like we are going to be doing like a little bit longer episodes. Yeah, I did have some news. Uh, KK is out of the cone. His eyes are Heck doing yeah. good. And they've been reintroduced. They're fine. No, like, great moments of friendship or enemy-ness. But, yeah. So, he's feeling a lot better. He's doing good. That's good. Yeah, how are you? Um, I'm good. Not not too much has changed here, either. Um, the other day, like, when we get up in the morning, mm-hmm. like, I, I rise... And both Vinny and Amira, like, will run down the stairs together. Right. And I was a little slower the other morning, so I came to the stairs, and Vinny was just patiently waiting for me at at the top of the stairs, like, sitting so nice. How sweet, sweet boy. And Amira's just waiting down there, and Vincent, so Vincent, like, trots on down the stairs and kind of stops by her, and he just kind of stretches. Like, he does a little, a little stretch. Yeah. But she doesn't, he doesn't, like, try to pass her. And she just turns around and smacks him. And I'm like, Amira. Oh my god. <laughs> like he he didn't even try to try to come close to you. Like, but it was too far. Apparently. Well, yeah. so that that's how that's going. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And um well we hit our two hundredth episode. This is two hundred and one, and we finished the yeah. second arc. Uh, yeah. The new New Prophecies, that's what that was called? Yep, New Prophecy. So now, as per tradition, and just so we, you know, kind of hit things in kind of a, a a bit of a, there's a kind of a plan, uh, we're, yeah. we're doing uh, a couple of super editions slash novellas, starting with... Crooked Star's Promise. Because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangletongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this was the first Warrior Cat book I really told you in depth about. You? Not that you remember. Yeah, I was like, you did sure do that. And all I remember is it inspired us to make this podcast because I was so agog and aghast. So it, I'm yes. I, I'm hoping it's a good one. I'm, I have high hopes. I I think I think uh, I think one of the things about Crooked Stars Promise is like 
it kind of is able to stand on its own because we don't know a lot of River Clan cats. <laughs> Once you tell your book facts, can I say what I remember about Crooked Star? Yeah, yeah. All right. I usually I try to find like some fun book facts. I I all I have is that um published July 5th, 2011. Woo. Written by Kate Carey and this is the fourth super edition. Yeah. So it's it's relatively recent compared to the books that we've done so far. Yeah, cuz I mean the super editions didn't start coming out until after the second series. Mm. Okay. So. Okay. What I remember about Crooked Star. He's a River Clan cat. Yes. Uh. He's the brother of Oakheart. Yep. And he was friends, or at least, like, you know, he was nice to Blue Star before she was even Blue Star. Yeah. Was his name Crooked Jaw or Crooked Face? Crooked Crooked Jaw. Crooked Jaw, because I don't know if this is right, but my brain's saying he fell on some rocks and broke his jaw when he was a kid. We'll find out. Okay. But anyway, Broken Jaw has a kind of a mean name, and his mom isn't very nice to him. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just assuming that because the name... Um, and that's probably from when I told you about things moons ago, many seasons ago. I can't believe that I'm stuck. stuck with you. Um, is he twins with? He was born. Th- is he? He's the same litter as Oakheart, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. But who's like the elder brother? Oak Oakheart. Okay. My brain's like saying, all right, one's the golden preferred child, and then there's a oh, crooked star. But he's very nice. He's a genuinely nice guy without being a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's a he's a pretty solid dude. That's it. All right. Well, are you ready for a prologue? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we get a prologue. There's a huge storm hitting River Clan camp. And I'm going to be throwing a lot of names at you that you're not going to recognize probably any of them. This is River Clan in the past. D- will you, like, let me know which ones I should remember? I mean... Yeah, I'm just going to let them you'll hear them over me like a rock yeah, in a river. Just... Perfect. <laughs> That's the spirit. Hailstar's mate calls for him. He's trying to stay steady in the rushing water that has flooded the camp. Echo Mist's cries are muffled by the kit in her jaws. Another is on her back. But a nest is spinning away from her in the current, and another small kit clung to the unwinding twigs. It's not funny, but that is a slightly funny visual. It's like, a, you know, like those... Goodbye, son. But like, it's just what I just visualized was, you know, those um, water park rides when you get in the giant inner tube? Yeah. But the, it's not yeah. an inner tube. It's his bed. And it is a baby <laughs> on its own. I do love water slides. I do, too. I wish water parks weren't so gross. Yeah, because I like them a lot more than, like, most thrill rides. I definitely... I shouldn't Same. feel safer, but I do feel better yeah 
I don't I, I don't like roller coasters. Love a water slide. Get me in that tube. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Okay, so bad water slide death bad death water slide is happening. Yeah, well Hailstar dives for his son and grabs him before he disappeared under the water. He hands off Volkit to Timberfur and tells him to take the kit to the Elder's Den, because it's the only place that hasn't been flooded yet. And Quick. he tells Echo Mist to follow. Ugh. Quick aside. Um Hail Hailstar? Sick. Yeah. Sick name. That it, right, that's such a cool name. Echo Mist is also pretty cool. And yeah. was it Volfur? Timberfur and Timberfur. <gasps> that's sick. As well. <laughs> is it, I'm guessing he's a gray cat because or it might be a brown cat. I'm I'm just thinking of Timberwolves. I don't know. They don't Gosh, I don't know. Especially not no, I hope not. Timber, probably as in uh, timber, like logs. Yeah, like sorry, I was I. Wood. My point of reference is timber wolves, aka the Minnesota. Do love a timber wolf? Yeah, they exist here. Anyway, cats around him are trying to save dens and block the water from the nests. Lightning flashes, thunder booms. Another wave of water hits the camp. Hailstar asks his deputy Shellheart his opinion. Shellheart says the water is rising fast. The Elder's Den won't be safe for much longer. Hailstar says they must abandon camp. No, Bright Sky shouts. They can't leave everything their ancestors built for them. You said you were going to throw names at me, but you didn't point out that they're going to be the sickest names I've ever heard. River Clan, super cool. Hailstar says they will rebuild it. Shellheart agrees. Together, they can rebuild everything except for the cats who have drowned trying to save bits of twigs. Bright Sky lets go of the den she was holding together and races for high ground. The water is at the edge of the Elder's Den. Hailstar shakes it and tells everyone to get out. <coughs> Echo Mist asks where they should go. Their three kits followed her like drowned mice. Oh. Hailstar tells them to head for high ground and gestures towards the trees. The Elders stumble out. Birdsong asks where they're going. Further inland, away from the river, just for now. Hailstar starts to lead them. Wait, Shellheart says, halfway up the slope. Where's Rainflower? Here, she made her way towards him in the water, her belly swollen with unborn kits. Oh. Shellheart asks if she's all right. She will be when her paws are dry, she pants. She's been having pains, a small white medicine cat with her says. Oh, God. Shellheart asks Brambleberry if the kits are coming. Brambleberry doesn't know yet. So such a rough time for this to be happening. <laughs> yeah. I will also say, yep. um, I don't know who said it, but that is right in any situation. Don't save your things. Can't replace people. You can replace the nest. Yep. That was uh, Shellheart's wisdom. Yeah, Shellheart's very smart. Yep. Rainflower tells her mate to go help Hailstar. She'll be fine. Shellheart blinks at her and turns away. He tells Rippleclaw to make sure every cat heads straight for the trees. I can't go without Duskwater, an elder is saying, digging his claws in. She went to make dirt before the camp flooded. She hasn't come back. Oh, Rip. Rippleclaw promises they'll find her. He looks to Hailstar, who is staring down at the devastated camp. He can't see her. He's going to make sure the dens are empty, and he peeks into each one, sniffing for warm bodies. But all are empty. 
Hailstar half runs, half swims to follow his clan. He catches up to them on drier ground. Is this everyone? Rippleclaw says there's still no sign of Duskwater. Bright Sky offers to go back and find her. Hailstar nods and tells everyone else to keep moving up to the trees. Rainflower lets out a low moan. She crouches, face twisted with pain. Brambleberry ducks down to look at her. The kits are coming. Right now? Shellheart demands. They won't wait for the storm to end, Brambleberry says. They need to get her somewhere safe. Shellheart says, to the middle of the trees, the water doesn't reach there. Brambleberry says that'll take too long. She looks up to a wide, low branch of an ancient oak. Could Shellheart get her up there? He will if he has to. He grabs his mate by the scruff and half-guided her to the tree. Up you go! (laughs) Rainflower glances up and groans. She looks like she's about to protest before doubling over with a spasm. Brambleberry says they do not have long. Rainflower dug her claws into the bark while Shellheart supported her from behind. She hauls herself up into the hollow in the trunk, where the low branch hung. Brambleberry slips past Shellheart on her way up. Here will do, she says. She asks Shellheart if he can go grab herbs from her den. He'll try. Rainflower gasps for him to be careful, but Shellheart is already headed back to camp. Brambleberry clears wet leaves from a dip between the branch and the trunk. There's plenty of room for Rainflower to lie down. Pain rippled through Rainflower's belly. Brambleberry took a deep breath, blocking out the howling winds. She'd been RiverClan's medicine cat for less than three moons, when her mentor Milkfur had gone to join StarClan. Oh man! Yeah, so this is kind of this is her first time dealing with an emergency on her own, and it's like probably like the the roughest. I mean, there's emergencies, and then there's like, oh shoot, okay, quit your job, we gotta <laughs> go. This sucks so hard. Yeah, and this this does suck pretty hard. Brambleberry laid her forepaws on Rainflower's flank gently, feeling the contractions. She gives Rainflower a twig to bite for when the pains come. Is that all she has? Rainflower hisses. Brambleberry says that's all she'll need. Queens have been kidding since the ancient clans. It's the most natural thing in the world. Look around, sis. We are not in a hospital room. We are not in my medicine den. We are in the rough. This is what you're getting. We are- up a tree. Maybe the most unnatural place for a River Clan cat to be. And she's like, Yeah, they've been giving birth on the ground. It's like valid, valid, but all I have are twigs. I'm so sorry I didn't grab poppies. <laughs> Rainflower groans and bites down on the stick. Shellheart scrambles back up the tree. He's sorry he managed to get into Brambleberry's den, but the herbs have all been washed away. Brambleberry closes her eyes. It had taken so many moons to build up that supply. Rainflower hisses and the stick crunches in her teeth. The first kid is coming. Brambleberry gives it a lick and passes him to his father. Don't let him fall, she warns. Okay. <laughs> Do you know how many there are? I only have... <laughs> Bright Sky asks from the ground if everything's okay. Water lapped at her paws. The flood had reached the tree. It's as good as it's gonna go. (laughs) One kit, one more to come, Brambleberry reports. Oh. Shellheart asks if she found Duskwater, keeping a paw on the squirming kit. 
but there's no sign of her. Shellheart tells her to join the others. They'll be fine. They can come back for them once the water has gone down. Can we get a second pair of jaws up here? The stick in Rainflower's jaws crumbled into splinters as the second kit came. And Brambleberry places it as his mother's belly. Two toms. We're about to drop a cat from a tree, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Shellheart places his kit at Rainflower's belly with his brother. They're perfect, he whispered. Rainflower purrs as Shellheart rubbed his cheek against hers. Rainflower will name this one Oak Kit, for the oak that protected them from the flood. And this one Storm Kit, for the storm that drove them here. Shellheart murmurs that kits born into a storm like this one are destined to be great warriors. Already like a little bit of preference with the name here. Like... One of you is what saved us, and one of you is what put us in this stupid situation. I think it's meant as a, like, a resilience. Yeah. It's definitely well-intentioned. And, but, like, let's, and also, like, there's been so many storm, like, kits probably in the, the like, probably all over in every clan, so it's, it's kind of like naming yeah. a kid Fred. Or Tom. <laughs> well, Shellheart looks to Rainflower with pride. It's just a shame they can't both be leaders of River Clan. That's that was a weirdly premonitional thing to say, but yeah, also like a lot of pressure on a baby that was just born in a tree. I suppose like <laughs> it's a pretty like sick like awesome story. So I mean, I guess like you would assume they're destined for something great. They were born up in a tree. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Are you ready for chapter 1? Yeah, that was okay. I thought a cat was, I thought a kit was definitely going plunk down. So, nope, nope. Everybody stayed up in that tree. Okay, we'll see then what happens next. Well, Storm Kit was balancing on a slippery branch. So, I guess Storm Kit went back up the back up a tree. Just can't he's, keep this guy out of a tree. He, he's like, I love these things for some reason. I was born into the tree, I was born for the tree. Volkit had taunted that he bet Stormkit would fall before he reached the end. Stormkit won't let that happen. He digs his claws in. From here, he can see as far as the bend in the river. He catches a glimpse of the stepping stones, and on the far shore, sunning rocks. The stones sparkled with frost. Stormkit fluffed up his fur against the chill. What are the stepping stones a bit? It's been a while since we've been here. Um, stepping stones are just uh, some stepping stones across the river. Oh, cool. So you don't have to swim. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I suppose River Clan landmarks. Yeah. I mean, Thunder Clan they are too. Because, so you get to, so you get across. All that I remember that was important was the Sunning Rocks. Oh. No, we, uh, we've dashed across the stepping stones many times. Uh, Blue Star sent her kits over. From the stepping Ew. stones. Um, okay. Well, just yeah. my memory. Well, he'd seen farther than any other kit in the clan. They'd never seen past the reed bed. Be careful, Oak Kit called from the camp. Shut up, Oak Kit. I'm a warrior. Oh, God. Minnows flashed in the water under him, and he wonders if he can reach down, break the ice, and scoop them out. He goes to his belly and swung his forepaws towards the fish. He can't reach. 
You're up in a tree. He kid. was. I, I suppose just, it's just a low. It's just a low branch. Branch. Got like, it. Or like a piece of driftwood or something. He was born in a storm. He's going to be clan leader one day. Stormkit stretched further, trembling with the effort. What are you doing? Oakkit yelped. Rainflower tells Oakkit to let him be with a purr. His brother has the courage of a warrior already. And the brain of an idiot. Mom, this is so dangerous. He's like four. Stormkit clung tighter to the branch. He'll be fine. He's stronger than Star Clan. Look out, Oakkit squeaked. And Star Clan taketh away. A magpie dove at him, talons scraping his spine. He plummets into the reeds and crashes through the thin ice. Freezing water shocks the breath from him. Where's the shore? StarClan, help him. <laughs> Tangle Whisker plunges through the reeds towards him. My brother! Name brother, if we're prefix brothers. Hello! Ah, ah, ah. Tangle Whisker's a fun name. It is good. I'm okay, Stormkit spluttered, and as he did, water rushed into his mouth and he sank beneath the ice. <laughs> yep. Tangle Whisker gripped his scruff. Kits, the elder, growled as he brought Stormkit back to the clearing. He drops him by his mother. Nice dive, Stormkit, Volkit teases him. Like a kingfisher, Beetlekit adds. Maybe Hailstar should change his name to Birdbrain. Ooh. Stormkit growled at them. They were a moon older and towered over him. Echo Mist paced anxiously behind her kits. She tells them not to tease. Petalkit pushes past her brother. I wasn't teasing. She thinks Stormkit was brave to try. Rainflower purrs and licks Stormkit's ears. Try gripping the branch tighter next time, she says. He will. Birdsong hurries down the slope as Tangle Whisker shook out his fur. Love that name, Birdsong. It's Birdsong's very so good. good. It's very good. You'll catch a cold, she scolded her mate. Tangle Whis Whisker asks if she wanted him to let the kit drown. Birdsong says one of the warriors would have rescued them. They're busy, Tangle Whisker shrugged. Rainflower says she thinks Stormkit would have found his own way out. He's a strong little cat, aren't you? Stormkit feels his fur glow with the warmth of his mother's praise. <sighs> he blinks water from his eyes and looks around the clearing. This was home to River Clan, the greatest clan of them all. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Warriors are still rebuilding the camp uh, with freshly picked reeds. Apprentices are weaving them through their den. Followtail is helping Brambleberry clear the last of the muddy debris from the medicine den. Owlfur and Lakeshine are dragging driftwood out of the camp that had washed through with the flood. It had been a moon since the flood, but the clan was still rebuilding. The elder's den didn't need much fixing, just a little patching up. The nursery, a ball of tightly overlapping willow branches and reeds, had been found downstream wedged against the stepping stones. <laughs> so it had been pretty easy to drag it back and lodge it among the thick sedge bushes. It was still damp inside from the flooding. Rainflower tucked fresh moss in their nest every evening, but Stormkit still woke up with a cold, wet pelt. The rest of the camp wasn't so easy to fix. A tree had fallen where the old warrior's den had been, and it had taken over half a moon of digging and levering it to roll it to the edge of the clearing. 
Once they cleared away the shattered bark and branches, new nests could be built against its trunk. Warriors had been sleeping wherever they could find a spot, and no cat remembered what it was like to be warm. New leaf is coming, but leaf bare frost still blanketed the riverbank each night. Hailstar had been sleeping in the open despite the cold. He insisted that his den be the last to be rebuilt. When his clan was safe and warm, then he will sleep soundly. But not before, he had vowed. Hailstar, what a stand-up dude. Oak Kit wound around his brother, soaking the fur from Stormkit's pelt to his own. He had told Stormkit to be careful. Stormkit growled that he never would have fallen if that magpie hadn't dove at him. He never would have fallen if he had stayed in the clearing, a voice said behind them. Hailstar called to Shelfer, amusement in his eyes as he looked at Stormkit. (laughs) Shellheart asks if everything is okay. Hailstar says his kit will be a brave warrior, if he doesn't drown himself before he starts training. Hailstar says they should send a patrol to catch that magpie. It's beginning to think it owns RiverClan territory. Ooh, an enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Shellheart asks if they should drive it off or catch it. Hailstar wrinkles his nose. They better catch it. They must eat whatever they can find. Few cats in RiverClan liked adding birds to the fresh kill pile, but the flood had killed so many fish, leaving them battered on the rocks or stranded on land, that river prey was scarce. Gross birds. Rather have fish. Yeah. Hailstar says to wait until Rippleclaw's patrol returned. There was so much rebuilding to do that Hailstar tried to only send out one patrol at a time. Whisker mutters that he hopes they bring back something good. Birdsong says she's sure they have. The fish must be coming back by now. Echo Mist says if only they had buried some of the fish washed up by the flood and preserved them like ThunderClan does with their prey and leaf bear. Oh, wait, wasn't this... Which, wait, wait I, I thought we never did this. I thought they tried that once when we were starving. That's kind of what I thought. And then yeah. it, we were like, ah, crap. Yeah, that went really bad the one time. I cannot remember any other time that they've done that and it's like that's that happened like in the timeline like around this same time um no much a little earlier because goose feather is definitely an adult right now and this happened when he was younger maybe when did goose feather's book come out um that's a good question let me perhaps they were workshopping the idea and it wasn't like fully formed what would happen um 2015 so this was much later or goose feathers curse was written later okay so maybe they were like yeah well it's once again the authors ipsy dipsy forgot to read the books that detail though i think i'll give more of a pass than like what a character literally looks like yeah yeah for sure for sure um ah yeah who knows maybe maybe it's something that they wanted thunderclan to do but then had to go make up a reason why they didn't do it anymore. <laughs> well, Hailstar says fish don't keep well like forest prey. He says their warriors will need the strength of StarClan to repair the damaged camp and keep their fresh kill pile stocked. Stormkid says to let them help re- with the rebuilding then. Volkid agrees. Yes, please. Petalkit promises they'll be useful. Echo Mist tells them not to be frog-brained. They'll get under everyone's paws. 
Hailstar tells his mate that he's not going to turn down a genuine offer for help. As long as they stay in camp, he doesn't see a problem. We'll have a kit patrol. Which is so sweet. Hailstar's so cool. I like Hailstar. A child patrol, but it just marches around camp. So it's like not really labor. Well, if they take the reeds that Otter Splash is gathering to Softpaw and Whitepaw, Timberfur and Cedarpelt would be free to hunt. The kits excitedly start bringing reed stalks to the apprentices. Well, well, Whitepaw says, pausing from weaving. They have new volunteers. Is that a whole reed? Softpaw asks. They'll be finished before you know it with help like this. Stormkit says he can this carry is so more. Sweet. I'm up upset that we're about to like things are gonna go bad probably oh yeah crooked kits or crooked kit uh storm kit's gonna grab four this time a cat is racing towards camp and storm kit stops to listen ripple claw burst into the clearing any prey birdsong called obviously I'm, I'm i'm running in not with prey in my mouth but with like a like a serious message ripple claw shakes his head his sides heaving Sunning rocks, he gasped. Thunderclan has taken sunning rocks. I knew it. I knew it. I was just wondering when it was going to drop. It's a classic. It's a, a a beautiful one. We've seen the remixed version. We've seen the re, uh, the, you know, the remastered version. And, mm-hmm. and this is a more classic version. Probably not the first. Oh, no. Because no one seems like surprised or shocked. <laughs> but, you know. Stormkit races to the fallen tree and scooted along the branch to see. ThunderClan cats swam like rats over the rocks. How dare they, Shellheart growled. Shellheart looks over to the stones. He doesn't believe it. Pine Star is stretched out in the sun like it's his territory. We know Pine Star. Yeah, we do know Pine Star. He's not the greatest guy, but not yet is he the worst guy. Yeah. You know. He's still a somewhat forgivable character right now. Cats in the clearing are agitated. Mudfur and Bright Sky race into camp. Piketooth follows with a fat carp in his jaws. He asks if Hailstar is sending a battle patrol. Shellheart faces Hailstar. Are they going to let those squirrel chasers stay there? Rippleclaw <clears throat> says they must know RiverClan can see them, which means they'll be ready for them, Troutclaw, an elder says. How could they win a battle if ThunderClan is more prepared? He shakes his head. Haven't they lost enough? Stormkit wonders if what? he's thinking about Duskwater. He heard his mother telling Echo Mist that her body had never been found. What? The one who was off making dirt while the storm happened? Wait, I, wait okay, I'm confused. Wait. Haven't they lost enough? Oh, yeah. they were talking about themselves. I thought they were talking about ThunderClan. They're like, hasn't no. ThunderClan lost enough? Like, they're going to lose this battle? I Okay, no. I understand now. Sorry, my brain genuinely did not catch <sighs> up there for a full minute. Stormkit says they'll win this time. Shellheart hushes him. Timberfur says they might lose. Cedarpelt joins Troutclaw. He says that Sunny Rocks has always been hard to defend. Stormkit says that is no reason to let ThunderClan have it. Shellheart brushes in front of him. You're too young for this debate. Sunk cost fallacies in the works here, I feel. Yep. You're too young for this debate, the deputy warned him. 
Rainflower swept Storm Kid aside with her tail. Hush, little one, she told him. He has the warrior's heart as brave as any cat's. He'll get his turn. Storm Kid thinks that one day he'll be leader, and he'll decide when they go into battle. Hail Star will also probably be like, hmm, kids shouldn't fight. <laughs> right? Hailstar asks Brambleberry if she thinks they should fight. Not now, Brambleberry says, shaking her head. There's no way to treat battle wounds. The flood took her herbs. And her store will stay empty until New Leaf. And we're half-starved, Troutclaw adds. Stormkit blinks. He hadn't been hungry. Rainflower always had enough milk for them. But looking at his clanmates, they are thin. Hailstar sighs. He doesn't want to start a battle they're likely to lose. And he doesn't want warriors with injuries they can't heal. Rippleclaw asks if they're just going to let ThunderClan take as much territory as they want. But Echo Mist points out the- pretty slick- A pretty slick move from ThunderClan, to be fair. I mean, mean. It's mean. Very mean. Taking advantage of them being in rough shape. Yeah. Although they might not realize how rough a shape they're in. Yeah, they're like, they can swim. What's a little flood? Yeah, yeah they might, exactly. I mean, they, I don't, it's only been like two weeks. Maybe they don't even know how bad the flood was. Yeah. Well, it's been a month. So. So they probably are aware. I don't know when their last gathering was, but they probably didn't. Mm-hmm. Obviously, leaders rarely tell the truth of how bad yeah. things are. Echo Mist points out that they'd never cross the river. Piketooth growls that there's prey at Sunning Rocks. Forest prey that could make up for the lack of fish. It took him all morning just to catch this. Echo Mist reasons that it's almost New Leaf. Soon they'll have all the prey they need. Right now, she'd rather go hungry than lose another clanmate. Piketooth asks if they're giving up Sunning Rocks without so much a murmur. Hailstar says Pike no. Piketooth, yeah, isn't that cool? Sick. More fish names, please. Right? Well, it's River Clan. They're all about the fish. Mm-hmm. Hailstar says no. He wants Rippleclaw and Shellheart to take Otter Splash and Bright Sky to Sunning Rocks. Don't fight. Tell Pinestar that they can have Sunning Rocks today, but warn them that those rocks are River Clans and they will defend them soon. Shellheart tells him not to worry. Those snake hearts will get the message. A lot of, a lot of like, a lot of hater uh, phrases we've not heard before. I'm, right? I'm loving it. We're we're in a new culture. We haven't really we haven't really stepped outside ThunderClan yet, have we? Yeah, I like lo- I like it less less mouse brains and more snake hearts. Yeah, frog brain. It's good. Some good stuff. Stormkit rushes back to the fallen tree. He grabs Oak Kit. He wants to watch Shellheart tell Pinestar off. Only four ThunderClan cats are left. Oakkit watches over Stormkit's shoulder as Shellheart and his patrol swim over to Sunning Rocks. The ThunderClan warriors line up on the crest of the rocks. Shellheart scales the cliff face. Sunfall hisses. Shellheart's patrol follows him up onto the rocks, and Stormkit strains to hear. Shellheart growls that they're on RiverClan territory. 
Make us leave then, Sunfall says. Shellheart tells them that this isn't a battle worth fighting yet. But they'll be watching. And they should watch out too. Because this is RiverClan's land, and they will defend it. But not Sunfall. today. Oh. Sunfall. Have yeah, you he heard becomes... about Sunfall before? Yeah, he becomes Sunstar. He's uh, Blue Star's mentor. Ah. Liked Blue okay. Star's mom. <laughs> but not today, right. a Grey Tom asks, which I'm fairly certain is Stormtail. Hmm. Shellheart says they can have Sunning Rocks for now. Help themselves to any fresh kill they find. RiverClan doesn't need mice. But they'll take it back when they want it back. The RiverClan patrol takes off back across the river. Oakkit squeaks to watch out. The magpie's coming back. Stormkit tells Oakkit to hold on to him. And when the magpie dives, he slices at it with his claws. The bird squawks and veers away. Oakkit tells him, nice move. Stormkit says they're going to be the best warriors RiverClan has ever seen. Every, every time something happens, I keep thinking that the, I'm like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. We're falling out of a tree now. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm kind of just like waiting. Every time anything happens, I'm like, uh, oh, oof. well, I think I think we'll I think we'll the next chapter we'll get to uh, get to that event. But before we do, would you like to hit me with a cat fact? course I would. <clears throat> Welcome all to the grand reopening of the Cat Fact Art Gallery. Oh my goodness. It has been much, much too long, my dearest guest and my dearest Ember Heart. <laughs> I, it's been a little under a hundred episodes since you last visited, but I've been hard oh, at wow. work gathering art pieces for us to explore or in some cases art to visit <laughs> before we start i will let you all know that i took three art history classes in college despite that i am not an art historian you need like a degree and like experience but yeah, don't be i will have like all of my sources linked in the episode description there you will also find links to images of the art, but I will be describing the art to the best of my ability. Now, let's not waste any more time and hurry along to some art most ancient, as we are going to visit the Chauvet Cave in France to admire Ooh. the fresco of the big cats, otherwise known as the Gallery of Lions. What? What's the cave called? The Chauvet Cave. Okay. Uh, or Chalvet. Um, so, <laughs> for our return to the Cat Fact Art Gallery, I thought it would be fun to go Paleolithic, and I mean that. Um, we're headed down to the, we're headed down the Ardèche River to a point known as the Grand Canyon of Europe, uh, George de la Dèche. But basically, it's a bunch of gorges, uh, that offshoot off of this river, uh, creating basically some big old divots in the ground, Grand Canyon of Europe. Um, and in 1994, a group of speleologists, aka cave scientists slash explorers, and I'm sure that those three speleologists, Elliot Brunel slash Deschamps, Christian Hilaire, and Jean-Marie Chauvet, Chauvet, who 
it was named after, must have had some inkling of the significance of what they found. Uh, in this cavern, they found ancient animal remains, some of which the bones are were from uh, animals that just no longer exist. Dang. Um, both their bones and their nests were found. And what was most exciting was the proof of ancient human habitation. Remains of hearths where meals were cooked, scorch marks from torches, and a child's footprints left in the soft earth. And most fantastically, the art on the walls. While not 100% determined, the most recent carbon dating found that the oldest painting in this cave is from approximately 3,000, wait no, 36,500 years ago. Dang, that's a lot of years. And it appears that this cavern was used regularly by humans and animals for a time. Uh, The previously mentioned footprints, those were dated to be from 25,000 years ago. Wow. Quite a a, uh, bit of time uh, it was used. But not long after that child walked across that cave, a landslide covered the entrance, preserving it until that group of a scientist removed some rocks from the entrance and walked into that 400 meter, about a quarter of a mile long cavern. That's so cool. So there are many paintings from that entire, like basically 10,000 year stretch of time, uh, mainly of animals. But interestingly, not just animals that humans would have hunted slash eaten, but predators were being portrayed on the wall. Today, we're going to be focusing specifically on the end chamber of the cave, where there is a stretch of wall known as the Gallery of Lions or the Fresco of the Big Cats. Uh, Ah. Google Arts and Culture actually made an amazing walkthrough of this part, Maureen, which I'm going to link to you now. Um, I would like you to go from the uh, first page, and I think if you click twice, it will bring you to uh, the image with most of it. Ooh. All right. So this is the full 50-foot wall, starting left to right. You start with black outlined big cats, their side profiles shown from nose to the shoulder being rendered with some red dotted patterns underneath. Marine or listeners, you can click through to kind of see um, the close-ups of what I'm describing. Moving left, there are several woolly rhinoceroses, about 17 in total. Their bodies fully rendered in a rich black shade and uh, dark outlines, with some repeated lines to show forward movement as as if the rhino is charging, uh, also shown in profile. To the center of the wall, there is a small niche in the cave with a single horse outlined with a black shaded head and a single eye visible, fits snugly into the wall's natural curve. Continuing left. Look at that guy. He's around. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they're very round. Uh, Continuing left, there's more woolly rhinos with a few mammoths and bison as well, followed by 14 big cats, once again shown in profile from the shoulder up uh, in a dark charcoal outline. It seems to be a chase or a hunting scene for the lions, moving from the far left after a natural hole that was formed in the cave wall, so far, far left, there are a few more big cats, two smudged, almost like they look like half-to-race drawings um, <laughs> that like just maybe weren't good enough to be part of the main group, which, fascinatingly, they were like, there was so little proof like that was drawn and erased, and then no one was in there. Like, that 
Like, they didn't, because wow. this is the far, far back, so, like, uh, that further uh, habitation by the humans was probably they weren't going as deep in there. Or if they were, they didn't, they were like, ah, cool, but I don't, I don't care. <laughs> we're going to go paint on these walls instead. Um, and uh, some other natural overhangs, uh, there is a group of lions instead facing left, uh, but still the same shoulder up profile. And there's also some more herd animals along with a half bison, half woman on part of the wall named the sorcerer's pendant. Um, but we're mainly focusing on our lion part, which those are far yeah. to the left and a little bit separated, but still part of the 50 foot wall. Um, so these paintings are considered unique in their own right for a lot of cave paintings. Uh, one, they're depicting what seems to be like a real planned out scene. Like they were thinking, okay, this is, I've seen, I'm going to show this. Like there's yeah. lions chasing herd animals and then more lions chasing. And then also far left, not part of the main group or like some maybe preliminary sketches or like they were like going to start on this part, but they're like, ah, no, these lions suck. Um, or big cats. We don't know specifically they are assuming that they are some prehistoric lions, um, which we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, the, and this is in um, Europe, Paleolithic Europe, so where they had their big cats. Um, but two, the technique used was very deliberate, uh, meaning that it was found that the cave walls were scraped down to provide a cleaner and lighter surface to be worked on versus most, uh, or not most, but some cave paintings, they just are like, all right, cool, here's my wall, I'm painting on it. But they were like, no, I'm going to make, I'm going to prep my surface. They prepped that, you know, yeah. I'm going to make it right. So where's my rock gesso? Yeah. And they took advantage of the natural curves of the wall, which I think you can kind of see in the sorcerer's pendant to make things seem 3D. And, and also with the little niche with the, or niche with the, um, horse they're like oh you know go perfectly here right in the center a horse <laughs> so a they horse. and they also with the movement of their lines they were showing motion and knowledge and like uh we tend to think of cave art to be very um or i don't think this but it's sort of like you know it's uh lesser than more modern art but really it shows a vast understanding that i think uh motion and movement and dimensions and art was something innate in humans that we understood and wanted to show. Um, yeah, it's basically a wall comic. It, yeah, very much. And, and there's other images. Um, and uh, strangely about this cave, there aren't many humans depicted. Um, there are, There's like a couple, like maybe goddesses, like there's one that's showing um, like, you know, a possibly a, a woman's vulva and like uh, some other like legs and you know just but she's like the only sort of like humanoid besides our uh half bison half lady um on the sorcerer's pendant um, so what you're but saying there's also paintings hmm? so what you're saying is this was the first furries N uh, no they <laughs> they don't know what these were uh the half bison half woman uh very much it could have been you know a goddess or a depiction of you know a woman who is you know she shows that sort of bison-y, a furry bison, perhaps, yeah. Mm, um, maybe, maybe, I don't know. But they were mostly on the walls drawing animals, um, not humanoid yeah, animals. Yeah, that's and what furries do. I speak as somebody who also can't draw people and only draws animals. 
Um, but what was really cool about this is most of the time cave paintings are showing herd animals or animals that they're hunting, like mammoths and yeah. uh, bison and rhinos, which we do see. But this one is showing um, these predator animals, which I already brought up. But that's why this is so significant, because um, I think it's interesting. And this is entirely my speculation that we're only seeing like the profile which makes me think yeah. they maybe saw like one dead one and got one good look, but like they don't know them as well. They don't see them as often dead as the ones they hunt, you know? Yeah, um, you don't you don't pause to really take in the shape of a lion when it's coming at you. Yeah, the lions are, it is shown that they do, do uh, seem to have found both the female and male versions, like because each lion head mm-hmm. is distinct. Um and uh, I, they don't seem to have, like, manes the way we understand lions, uh, like male lions to have. But they, uh, it was pointed out in some of the uh, sources I read is that they are depicting both what seems to be a female and a male um, version. I don't know what it differentiates that. But um, anyway, so uh, the site was declared a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 2014. And it was sealed off pretty quickly Um after it was discovered. I don't know specifically when, but they found that allowing people to enter was causing black mold and damage to mm. the site, no matter kind of what they tried to do to prevent it. Um, too many humans, just it, it was not good for preservation. So it is sealed off. Um, but, you know, scientists are still in there. That most recent, like the oldest date of that one painting we got was discovered yeah. in 2020 because they're continuing oh. to go back to the site to, you know, give better carbon dating on it um, since nice. they're trying to get more an idea when all this happened since um, they want to know how long ago people were in here. Um, yeah. Luckily, us non-scientists can get a pretty good idea of what the cave feels and looks like because uh, a 12-minute drive down the road is the Cavern du Pont d'Arc, uh, Chalvet number two is it's also known as. <laughs> um, it's a replica of the cave that costs uh, $62.5 million to create. Wow. And was finally opened in the public to the public in 2015 after years of work by over 500 artists, scientists, and other specialists to create wow. a 3D um facsimile of the cave and apparently from reviews it is like you're walking into this cave um so cool and it is nearby so you can you know check out the natural beauty of this location and also go into the cave without you know ruining the cave (laughs) um so i think it's a really fantastic uh example of prehistoric cat art we have a lot of it and um but this is probably some of the earliest depictions that um, humans or furries, humans been <laughs> been loving making animals and animal people since you know before the the dawn of time as we know it. So yeah, and not only were they drawing the animals that they knew and ate, but also the ones that they feared probably. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, definitely check out all of the links. Uh, the Google Arts. Um. And culture link basically gives you a full walkthrough of the uh, lion gallery. And there is also a 3D rendering online of the full cave that you can explore. Um, There's, yeah, there's a lot of really, and there's like, there's been full documentaries about the cave. Like you can explore this cave very closely, even without um, going to France. So nice. All right. 
So, and I don't know how the French was pronounced. I, the, I, I it said Chauvet when I was Googling and I did look it up because I'm not good at French. Chauvet makes more sense to me, but I wouldn't Yeah, it makes Google. more sense to me, but. French people, bring it on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did my best. I tried to look up everything. I can't help it if they Google lies to me. Anyway, let's lie to kids some more and that we're not going to like abandon them after they have a horribly debilitating yeah. Injury. It's been three moons since ThunderClan stole Sunning Rocks. Stormkit pokes Oakkit and tells him to wake up. Rainflower stirs and tells him to go back to sleep. It's still early. But Stormkit wants to go explore. Rainflower tells them to stay in camp. Of course, Stormkit promised and poked Oakkit again. I don't. <laughs> I think he's lying. <laughs> Echo Miss Kits are stirring. Beetlekit asks if it's time to eat. Volkit is hungry. Petalkit asks... Oh, Petalkit tells them that the hunting patrol will bring something back for them. Stormkit says they're gonna go catch their own prey. We are? Oakkit asks. Rainflower says she hopes Stormkit isn't gonna get his brother into trouble again, is he? Stormkit asks why she's blaming him. Yesterday, they had made it to the Stepping Stones before Mudfur took them back. Stormkit <laughs> says it's not his fault Oakkit followed the patrol. <laughs> wow. Rainflower says he wasn't following the patrol. He was following you. He was? Stormkit blinked at her innocently. That's such a sibling move. Right? Throw you right under the bus. Rainflower says she supposed she's lucky to have such a brave, handsome kit. Oh, Kit says he's brave, too, and heads towards the nursery entrance. Cats are out and about in the warm clearing. Brambleberry is laying leaves in the sun. Stormkit asks what they're for. Brambleberry says Colt's foot leaves, good for coughs. She picked them beside the falls. Stormkit asks if they can come help her pick more. Yeah, there's the gorge. Oh my god, guys, you should check for cave paintings. <laughs> Brambleberry says perhaps in two moons when they're paws. Stormkit says Hailstar would let them go if they're with Brambleberry. Brambleberry, not here. Brambleberry says, why doesn't Stormkit go ask him? Maybe later, Stormkit says with a scowl. Wow. He'd love he'd rather ask forgiveness than permission. Oh yeah. Hailstar always said the same thing. Wait until your apprentices. Oak Kid asks where they're hunting. He suggests the sedges or hunting minnows with otter splash and timber fur. Stormkit asks if he wants to stay in camp. We have to, Oak Kit says. <laughs> What a little goody two-shoes, little oak kit. Yeah. Which, he grows out of that. <laughs> oh, come on, Stormkit headbutts his brother. They should sneak out and hunt like real warriors. Oak kit asks, what if they get caught? Last time, Hailstar said they'd make them wait an extra moon to be apprentices if they got in any more trouble. Stormkit says he didn't mean it. RiverClan needs more warriors. <laughs> Storm Stormkit well, says he's, he's probably got him there. <laughs> yep, there you go. 
Stormkit says when he's leader, he'll let kids go out of camp whenever they want. I have a sneaking suspicion that you won't from because of what is about to happen to you. Stormstar. What a great name, he thinks. Hey, Oakkit protests. Rainflower says Oakkit was born first, so he gets to be leader. You, leader? You wanted to hunt minnows. He adds that he'll make Oakkit deputy when he's leader. Come on, they should go hunt. This is so cute and kind of sad. <laughs> I know, right? The other kits tumble out of the nursery and go to bother Otter Splash and Timberfur. Stormkit says they should go before they're spotted. They can go through Dirt Place. So they went through and out, out into the sedges. Apparently, that's a that's clan wide. Yeah, every clan has a Dirt Place you can sneak out of. Oakkit says they should head towards the river. Doesn't he want to cross the marsh? Oakkit asks what prey lives in the marsh. Frogs? <laughs> well, if he wants to spend his morning hopping after frogs, go ahead, Stormstar. Oakkit is heading towards the river. Stormkit follows. They sneak past where the camp entrance is and tumble onto the riverbank. Stormkit points out the stepping stones. They can go to Sunning Rocks. Oakkit asks why. It belongs to ThunderClan. Stormkit says it doesn't. They're invaders. A cat moved at the water's edge below the rocks. Oakkit gasps. He must be a ThunderClan warrior. A warrior? No way. He looks older than Sunning Rocks. Is a warrior about to do a crime against a child and... Oh god... The cat looks frazzled and unkempt. He's nosing through the weeds and picking leaves. He's stealing our goose herbs. Feather? Yeah, it's Goosefeather. Ah, Goosefeather! Oakit says he's not. Hailstar gave Sunning Rocks up. Stormkit says he didn't. He just didn't fight for them. And that cat is on the shore, not the rocks. That's definitely theirs. Okay, yeah, beat up an old man. Go. Prove you're a real man by beating up an and grandfather. Okid asks if they should go tell Shellheart. Stormkit says then Shellheart will know that they're outside of camp. Let's chase him off. Chase him off? He's bigger than the two of them put together. Stormkit says to look at the state of him. He's obviously not a real warrior. Maybe he's a loner. Oakkit still thinks they should tell Shellheart, but Stormkit wants them to handle it themselves. Oakkit says they can't take on a full-grown Tom. Stormkit asks why not? There's two of them. Oh my goodness, brothers. Yeah, this is like, like every interaction is like, oh my god. <sighs> Stormkit presses himself to the bank and sneaks forward. He gets to the edge of the water. There's about a tail length between him and the first stepping stone. Stormkit leaps and lands on the smooth rock. Oakkit joins him. There's just enough room for both of them. I thought Stormkit they would have a plan. <laughs> Never mind. Stormkit launches himself to the next stone. The river running around him makes him a little dizzy. He jumps to the next, then the next... Oakkit is keeping pace with him. One more stone and they'd have and they'd be on the shore. They aim for a clump of mallow on the shore to stay hidden. 
Goosefeather is tugging at weeds, his pelt smooth, gaze intent on the leaves. He looks up. His blue eyes lock with Stormkit. Did they think he wouldn't notice them? There's a growl in his voice. Oh, Kit says they should get out of here. Not yet, Stormkit says. He shows his teeth. He's on RiverClan territory, he hisses at the tom. Get off their land. Oak Kit unsheaths his claws. God, he's got tiny little claws. Yeah, tiny I mean, little they're baby sharp. kitten claws. <laughs> I feel like Go- Goosefeather's like, oh, wow. I, uh, did I foresee this? Ah, oh, crap. Poor kids. Go steal someone else's herbs. Goosefeather's eyes narrow. How dare they? His ears flatten. He's gonna kill us, Okit squeaks. Run, Stormkit says and scrambles towards the rocks. Stormkit leaps to the first stone, then the second. Help, Okit wails as his hind paw slips off the stone. Stormkit grabs his scruff before he falls. Okit thanks him before jumping to the next stone. Goosefeather yowls behind them. They won't get away from him that easy, he snarled. Stormkit feels his hot breath on his heels and claws spike his tail. He's unbalanced as he leaped for the final stone. Goosefeather! Yeah, I mean, a little rough, Goose. I mean, to be fair, he probably doesn't know that they're out of... I mean, no, he should know better. I think he's probably just trying to scare them. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, because he does know how to fight. Yeah. I just, I feel like, wouldn't the ghost be like, hey man, you're about to, like, irrevocably change one of these kids' lives? Stormkit's paws hit the water, and he plunged into the river. Starclan, help me, he thinks. Pain shoots through his face as he collided with the base of the rock. Cold water engulfs him and his world turns black. He flails for the surface, but doesn't know which way is up. He tumbles at the bottom of the river like a leaf. He opens his eyes, searching for light. He's trying to swim against the current, but another rock slams against his side. His chest burns as he fights not to inhale any water. He sees a shape moving steadily towards him. A she-cat, orange and white. Had StarClan come to claim him? He fights harder as the terror grips him. He can't die yet. The she-cat swam the, the she-cat swam closer. Stormkit doesn't want to go with her. Don't worry, little one. He hears her whisper in his ear, even though she's still a tail length away. It's not his time yet. He has a great destiny ahead of him. Her eyes shine in the water. Then she's gone. Teeth grip Stormkit's scruff, and Mudfur hauls him to the surface and swims for the shore. Oakkit oh. is yowling if he's okay. I really thought Goosefeather was gonna save him. No. Nah. Goosefeather probably wow, can't swim. Goosefeather, what the heck, bro? Well, I can't swim. It's like you're yep. you're supposed to help kids. <laughs> Stormkit is aware of an agonizing pain in his cheek. His face is on fire, and there's blood bubbling at his lips. What's wrong with him? 
Mudford doesn't speak or put him down. He just head tw- heads towards camp. Oak Kid is asking what's wrong with him, and the fear in his brother's voice frightens him more. Every movement shoots pain through his face. He can't open his eyes. His paws feel numb. It's not his time yet. He clings to the words of the tortoiseshell cat. He smells the warm scent of brambleberry as Mudford ducks into camp. Oh, great. That's my dog. (laughs) That's the warm scent of brambleberry. (laughs) It is. Where did he find him? Rainflower's shrill mew cuts through the anxious murmuring. Oak Kit? Oak Kit. She asks him what happened. Oak Kit explained that Storm Kit hit a stepping stone. Brambleberry sounds calm amidst the chaos, and she tells Mudfur to bring him to her den. Stormkit smells his mother near. Her scent is edged with fear. Rainflower asks what he's done to himself. Brambleberry has to nose her away so she can check. Stormkit tries to focus on the black spots that dotted Brambleberry's white fur, but they swim before his eyes. His face, Rainflower wails, his handsome face. A new wave of terror courses through Stormkit. Mudfur leads Rainflower out to check on Oak Kit. Brambleberry leans in close to him. Don't worry, little one, I'll take care of you. She disappears and comes back with something that smelled strong and sour. She tells him that she's going to squeeze juice into his mouth. It'll taste bad, and it'll hurt to swallow, but he must take it. It will help him feel better. Stormkit tried those drugs. Yeah. Stormkit tries to speak, but his mouth feels thick and strange. A jolt of pain makes him cry out. Stormkit forces himself to swallow the juice despite the agony. Good kit, Brambleberry tells him, stroking his side with her tail. She tells him to have a good long sleep. He'll feel a lot better when he wakes up. She tucks moss around him until he's warm and cozy, and Stormkit drifts off to sleep. Well, that was horrific. Yeah, that's rough. And I liked the uh, the, um, line of what's wrong with me, like before even someone asked, like, he's like, what? Like, why can't I be normal? Like, what's what's going on? That is kind of like... When you're devastatingly hurt, you're like, why is my body doing this? Yeah. It's not like he's looked in a mirror. Yeah, the mom's reaction's pretty rough. Like, that's yeah. like... All right, queen. He's alive. Yeah. So far. Storm Kid asks Rainflower if she's leaving already. Rainflower tells him she has to. She looks to the sky. Why won't she look at him? Rainflower says there's a lot of hunting to be done now that the fish are back. Oak Kit promises that he'll stay. Storm Kit tries to catch Rainflower's eye. He wanted to tell her about the moth he'd caught last night. Storm Kit had been confined to the medicine den for a moon. He hadn't had much a chance to hunt. It had been luck that the moth had found its way into Brambleberry's den. Oak Kit <laughs> scoots closer. Stormkit can tell him about the moth. <laughs> I love Oak Kit. Yeah, he's, he's so sweet. He reminds me a lot about how I was when I was a kid. I was a r- huge worrywart. 
Like, yeah. And everyone was doing stuff more dangerous. And I was just like, oh, are we sure? I'm so scared. It was huge, Stormkit says, and he leans towards his mother, even though she's halfway out the den. She says she promised Rippleclaw she'd join his patrol. Rainflower, Brambleberry calls to her. Stormkit can go back to the nursery today, she says. Really? Oakkit tumbles into Stormkit's den and starts pummeling him playfully. That's great, his brother says. Great. Come on, lazy no, bones. Do, 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 do. I'm gonna punch you. That's a very brother, very sibling thing to do. So he's better, Rainflower asks, her eyes darkening. She can't do any more for him. Oakkit froze. He's got all his ears and whiskers, Brambleberry says. There's an edge to her voice. He can play and practice hunting like any other kit. What more could Rainflower want? Rainflower turns away and ducks out of the medicine den. Fine, send him back to the nursery den, she called. This is like such a severe switch up because she was all like all over him being like, mm, my beautiful, handsome boy. And yeah, then, like, he was kind of the golden child, my brave warrior, kind of kind of one of those moms who's really annoying because she doesn't think her kid can do anything wrong. But like now that he he did do something wrong, but like it doesn't yeah. even seem that she's mad that he did that. She's mad that he's kind of ugly now. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least just like not correct in her eyes, which I'm sure a lot of folks who have like, you know, physically uh, visible disabilities are probably like, mm, yeah, that one uh, hits right in the kisser. Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay because Stormkit has better moms. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I really love um, uh, Brambleberry. She's Brambleberry's the best. Yeah, she's she's great. And she so she's a white but black spotted cat. Yeah, I don't really know how that's supposed to work, but I guess she's like a little Dalmatian girl. I'm I'm guessing it's probably like maybe like a speckle. I don't know. Hang on, white spotted. Wait, no, I should say black spotted. White cat. Maybe she just has, like, that, like, kind of a cow print that some cats have. Maybe. But she just has, like... I don't know. It's, I can't it's look up dots. Of her. I'm just looking up at, up at, like, actual cats. Yeah. Stormkit asks if Rainflower's okay. Oakkit says she's just tired from all that hunting. Tired, Brambleberry echoed dryly. Oakkit leaps out of the nest. Come on! They'll need to get Stormkit fit. They'll be apprentices in less than two moons. <laughs> I'm afraid not, Brambleberry says. Stormkit's heart lurches. What does she mean? Brambleberry tells him that he'll have to wait a while to become a paw. Stormkit leaped out of his nest. Why? Brambleberry reminds him that he broke his jaw. Stormkit says, but it's healed. He opens and closes his mouth to show her. It's no. stiff and lopsided, and it ached if he slept on it wrong. But he knows the bones are healed, because the pain isn't so sharp that it makes him feel sick. God! What a little... Oh, poor little, little champion. Little guy, yeah. Little fighter. Brambleberry says he's hardly eaten the past moon, and even now finds it hard. 
He needs to fill out a bit before he starts his apprentice training. Oak Kit tells him it'll be okay. Storm Kit will probably catch up to him even if he starts his training late. Oak Kit nudges him and Storm Kit almost falls over. When did Oak Kit grow so big? He's strong and weighty, more like a paw than a kit. Storm Kit feels small beside him, with hollow flanks and thin legs. Brambleberry touches his head with her muzzle. She says Oak Kit is right. He'll grow in no time. Eat well and get some exercise. Starclan is watching over him. And there's no reason why he won't be as big as Shellheart by next New Leaf. Uh, Stark. Have he, there been any good uh, like write-ups by disabled readers like in regards to... I'd have to look into that. Yeah. If anyone knows of one, I'd love to hear it. Cause I just want to know because I'm not... I don't, I don't have any physical disabilities. So I just want to know if this representation rings true. And I'm sure there'll be more, but. Yeah, I mean. It's yeah, I mean, we're, we're, he wasn't born. It was a, he got an incident happened, which is also, that happens for folks, yeah. so. I mean, we're going to, we're going to see. I mean, yeah, his mom is a disappointment to us all. But I think uh, most of the people in Storm Kit's life really do rally around him. Yeah. I mean, I feel like support he's... him. Yeah, I feel like things are going pretty good. I mean, it sucks about his mom. Yeah. Jerk. But sometimes but... your mom's a narcissist. <clears throat> and if you're not pretty enough... Womp. Yeah, yeah, she's not a great... She's not a great cat. Yeah. Star Clan is watching over him, Storm Kit thinks. He says he's going to get big and strong and be the best apprentice ever. Come on, Oak Kit says. Everyone wants to see him. Storm Kit follows, excited to be out in camp again. He calls over his shoulder to thank Brambleberry, and she promises to check on him tomorrow. Just make sure so he eats well and rests when he gets tired. Oh, he's such a little gentleman. He's like, thank he really you. Is. Oh. Stormkit bursts into the clearing. The light is blinding, and he's surprised by the heat. Because now it's like... Spring? It's like, yeah, spring is, is getting to it's summer. it's been a full moon? Yeah, yeah, it's been a full moon since he's... And they were right at the start of New Leaf when he had his accident. Because yeah. the river, yeah. obviously, was not frozen. Yeah. New warrior's den has, dens had been woven around the fallen tree, and Hailstar's den had been rebuilt. Cats were eating, kits were playing. Storm Kit smells freshly caught fish. He asks Oak Kit if he's hungry. Oak Kit ate, but he'll grab something for Storm Kit. Storm Kit, Mudfur called from across the clearing. He heads over towards Storm Kit. It's good to see him up and about. It, this is the one who saved him, right? Yes, Mudfur. I hope he's his mentor. Oh, that'd be sweet, wouldn't it? Oh god. Volkit shout his shouts his name and his and the kids come running. Volkit gasps. How is he? Petalkit pushes past her brother. She says they kept begging to visit him, but Rainflower wouldn't let them. Would she, Mudfur? Petalkit looks anxiously to Mudfur. Stormkit wonders why she sounds weird. 
Mudfur sits down behind the kits. Uh, he says Rainflower was worried that he was too sick. Stormkit frowned. He had begged Rainflower for visitors. Had he really been too sick for anyone to see him? He'd been in pain, but after half a moon, he was so bored and frustrated. Which is... Like, I'm making such a face. It's hard to describe how, like, I'm like, wow. Right. It's... What a uh, tool. Yeah. I don't know. I guess she was hoping that Brambleberry could do some cosmetic surgery there. Some facial reconstruction. I don't know, re-break his jaw to reset it, which would probably kill him. Because shock. Yeah. Brambleberry's right. He's alive. He's got all he's got all his whiskers. He's got his ears. What more can she want? And he's like, other than like the not eating well, which I would understand because he's just been recovering. Um, yeah. He still have to get he has to get used to like how his jaw is positioned now. That's yeah. It seems like he's pretty hale and hearty. I mean, honestly, he could have hit his his, his uh, head wound that could, you know, it could cause a traumatic yeah. brain injury. Which yeah, he's all they got herbs for that. So, gee, they're very lucky that the. I mean, it's you know not luck, but you know, it, yeah, it was Star Clan. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure it'll it'll probably be like a constant sort of pain thing because if it's yeah. kind of it's not right. But no, nah, could have been could could have been a lot. Uh, deadlier. <laughs> yeah. Beetle Kit is staring at him. You look funny. Hush, Beetle Kit. Echo Miss scolds Thanks, him as she trotted up. Shirk. He looks very well considering what he's been through. She gives him a lick between the ears. She purrs that she's so pleased he's out of the medicine den. The nursery has been so quiet without him. <laughs> Volkit says they made a training corner in the nursery. Stormkit will love it. <laughs> We've been redoing Fight Club every night. We, we all want, we all want, uh, like, cool scars like you have. He looks away, and Echo Mist says Stormkit can see it later. Right now, he needs sunshine and food, and plenty of it, she adds. Stormkit thinks that even Echo Mist sounds strange. Stormkit, Birdsong called from up the bank. Tanglewhisker asked if that's Stormkit out of the medicine den. Stormkit looks towards his father, but Shellheart is already bounding down the slope towards him. Oh! He nudged Stormkit's cheek with his muzzle as if he hadn't seen him in moons. Stormkit wiggled away. Shellheart just saw him yesterday. Shellheart says it's just great to see him out of the medicine den. He has a lot to catch up on. <laughs> How did she catch a beautiful man like this? I guess he, you know, he didn't see that side of her. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it reminds me a lot of, like, uh, there are, you know, when, when a family member does, like, have a devastating incident or gets sick, there are people who just, like, can't cope yeah. with the change, and it's upsetting that everyone else has seen even like the moms who i don't know if they're sounding strange because i don't know i don't i don't is his hearing affected i'm not sure or if it's like they're just trying to like oh we're just you know keeping you know yeah no it's definitely that yeah like he he may look a little different but he isn't you know 
Yeah, I'm guessing I mean, it's more. That. Yeah, it's more the latter, and I mean nobody's seen him for like a month because yeah. Rainflower didn't let people come see him. So and it doesn't you know. seem like she really prepared anyone. No. But every everybody else is taking it in stride. Yeah, it's so weird that she's like, "Oh, this great shame! My like my son's ugly now." It's like, dang, girl. Like, yeah. I'm sure because the thing is, and I'm sure she couldn't have said that because she had said, "Yeah, he's alive, but his face is all busted." People have been like, "Um, okay, jerk. He's alive. Right? He's so alive." I'm, that's probably why she, she, cause she like knows, she knows that she's wrong, but yeah, she's, she'll never, she'll die before she admits that. Yeah. Well, Shellheart has been giving Oak Kit training to prepare him for apprenticeship. Storm Kit purrs. He wonders where Oak Kit is. His belly is growling. He stiffens as he glances across the clearing. Rippleclaw is staring at him, and he looks away when Storm Kit catches his gaze. The whole clan is acting odd. Stormkit turns back to the friendly faces surrounding him. Everyone is making a fuss about how much they missed him and how pleased they are to see him. But there's something odd about the way they look at him. Because they aren't actually looking at him. Despite their purrs and kind words, no one was looking directly at his face. I'm sure everybody's trying to be, like, polite and not stare, but it's also... You make eye contact uh, with them, yeah. for, for God's sake. He shoulders past Echo Mist and Mudfur towards the reed bed. Stormkit? Oakkit asks, dropping the, dropping the fish. Stormkit stops by the shore and stares into a patch of clear water. Stormkit, Oakkit cries. But Stormkit hardly hears him. He's staring at the strange cat in the water. This wasn't his face. This cat's jaw is twisted from below his ear, hardly visible beneath one cheek, horribly sunken beneath the top lip. His nose was stretched sideways and up. His tongue poked out at one side, lolling between his teeth. What happened to me? he whispered. Oak Kit presses close to him. He's lucky to be alive, his brother says. Brambleberry thought he would die from shock or infection. She fought really hard to keep him alive. And Shellheart sat with him night after night. Perfect thing to say. Yes. I would say of all the responses, I know, I'm sure it does not feel very validating to how he is feeling. Um, also, once again, I love this thing in media where you can see yourself so good in water, um, especially <laughs> river water. I'm a little confused here. I, like, still water, I think, is the only time I've ever seen, like, a kind of good reflection of myself. They're um, in, like, a marshy area. So okay, so he camp, is, okay. So it's probably so it, still it makes sense, water. especially if we're under some shade, that we would pretty get a pretty good look at our reflection. Yeah. Um, especially if you have a, you know, you have a pretty good idea. But it's kind of interesting, um... I don't know, maybe he, there's some numbing herbs he has. He doesn't, like, feel, like, maybe he's got some Novocaine situation. I mean, he definitely feels funny. He's, you know. But I I don't think he realized the physical damage so much. 
to connect the feeling to the visual. Yeah. Anyway, good job, Oak Kit. You are a king. Um, now I'm feeling I I don't understand your relationship with Blue Star, but at least I know you were a good kid. <laughs> you were a good kid. We'll see how you do. <laughs> what about Rainflower? Storm Kit asks. Was this why his mother hardly visited? Because he was so horrible to look at? Oh, Oak wow. Kit tells him that Rainflower was upset. I'm sorry, Storm Kit whispered. For what? That he hurt Rainflower so much. Don't say that. <gasps> Oak Kit's voice is choked. It wasn't his fault. Come on, he says. They're supposed to be fattening him up. He feels weak, but he follows Oak Kit to the fish. That hurt. Storm Kit takes a mouthful, but he can hardly taste it. All he can think of is how strange it felt when his tongue kept trying to slide out of his mouth. How oddly he had to move his jaw to chew. In the medicine den, it had seemed normal. It's just part of his recovery, Brambleberry had told him. But he was better now, back out among his clanmates. Why was eating so difficult? He must look weird. Trying to keep food from dribbling from the twisted side of his mouth. He glances up, wondering who was watching. I can't do it, he whispered. Oak Kit tells him that he can. He grabs the fish and takes it to the shadow of the fallen tree. He beckons Storm Kit over. It's quiet here, and he can eat in peace. Oak Kit leaves him, and no one can see him here. So Storm Kit gulps down the fresh kill. Pain rakes along his jaw. (laughs) God! But he keeps chewing. Full at last, he sits up. He's so oak. I know. He's really good. Full I haven't last. had, like, these good sibling feelings in a while. We haven't had this. Like, we've had some okay sibling. We have had some good sibling times, but I feel like it's been a hot minute. This, this is this is some real, like, touching stuff. Yeah. There's a pile of half-chewed fish where it had dripped from his mouth, and Storm Kit dug a hole and buried it. Oak Kit asks if he's done. And Storm Kit nods, grateful. Oak Kit wanted to show him the training corner in the nursery. The nests have been pushed back. Moss was laid on the floor so they could fall without hurting themselves. And there's bulrush heads sticking out from the wall to practice hunting skills. Straight up fight club. (laughs) The other kits scamper in. Volkit asks if Stormkit has tried it yet. Volkit flung himself at the bulrush and snatched it. Stormkit leaps for one, but his paws grab air and he falls, panting. Petalkit said that he nearly had it. Stormkit says that nearly isn't good enough. Echo Miss squeezes in. Her soft gaze is on Stormkit. It's good to have him back, she says. Oh, they're cattails. Uh, yeah, yeah, cattail-like stuff. Kind of. Kinda. It's like, uh, it's like a a family of swamp grass. Yeah. Sorry, it was also showing me cattails. Yes, I think that is part of the family. Okay, I was like, okay, that <laughs> I, I, they're like a cattail. Got it. I was like, what are we, what are we playing with? <laughs> Petalkit tells her mother that Stormkit was trying the training corner. He can jump pretty high already. Volkit says that they'll have to add more bulrushes. 
<laughs> Dang it, Ara, I didn't plan for this. Rainflower pushes her way in. They aren't going to clog up that corner with more mess, are they? She asks. Can't they play outside like normal kits? Oakit says that they should play moss ball. Stormkit follows his denmates, but trips over a pile of woven reeds at the edge of the den. It looks like a nest. Had a new queen moved into the nursery? What's this? he asks. Rainflower pauses, grooming herself. That's your nest, she says. My nest? he asks. Wouldn't he be sleeping in her nest with Oak Kit like before? Rainflower says he needs his own space. His jaw must be sore and he'll probably fidget in his sleep. She doesn't want Oak Kit disturbed just because he's injured. Oh my god. Yeah. The favoritism has moved and Yeah. That's I like as soon as it was mentioned I was like no. No. Oh my god. If they manage to, like, stay brotherly through all of her crap, I mean, they seem to have, but, oh, God, I'm sure this is not going to be an easy path. Stormkit blinks at his mother. He says it doesn't hurt now, and he won't fidget, he promises. Still, she says it's better if he has his own space, and she resumes grooming herself. The other moms are there. Not one of them is going to be like, what? I suppose they saw her building it. Yeah. Well, we'll wait. We'll we'll have a domestic dispute uh, next episode. Okay, good. Because I feel like I would not stand for that if I was a feathered fellow queen. I'd be like, your kid needs you? Yeah. You clown? (sighs) Oh. Yeah, poor, poor guy. So, yeah, he's just gotten back out into the clan and his mom's being a total tool. It's, like, literally the worst. Yeah. Um, well, folks, if you want to see how things can only get better... <laughs> then uh, follow along and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WCWITCast or you can shoot us an email at WCWITCast at gmail.com and if you want to help out the podcast best way you can do that is to share it with a friend and be like hey um, we have some like really beautiful cute moments and then a horrific terrible life changing event it's Warrior Cats baby we're back <laughs> <laughs> no one is safe because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangletongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?